Hey everyone, today's daily devotional, um, Through Christ Who Strengthens You by Joyce Meyer. Wait, let me just edit that. <laughs> I did not write this. Sorry, I'm reading off my Facebook uh, Servants of Christ uh, group. Uh, this is where the daily devotional is posted. Philippians 4.13 is a very popular scripture that is often quoted out of context. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This doesn't mean you can do just anything you decide to do because you want to do it. Paul is talking about specifically about how he's able through the power of Christ to be content no matter what his circumstances were. I don't know why she's using the word content so much. I do believe that by God's grace we can do whatever we need to do in life. I think that's a mindset we need to have. There's nothing that's too much for you if you're trusting God. You can handle whatever comes your way because God promises that He'll never put more on us than we can bear and deal with. So a positive attitude, no matter where you are right now, no matter what's going on in your life, cheer up. God is on your side. Stop being upset about things you can't do anything about. God wants you to know that He has an individual plan for your life, and He wants you to accept His unique plan for you. And not compare your plan with anybody else's. You have to trust God knows more about what you need and what you can handle than you do. After all, He knows you better than you know yourself. The prayer started, Lord, like Paul, I want to be contentment to come I want my contentment to come from you, not my circumstances. Show me every day that your plan for me is perfect and that I don't need to worry. Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, yeah, I agree. We, in context, like you can't just. Uh, <laughs> I can, and I'm not being disrespectful, but like you're not going to turn into a leather sofa because Christ strengthens you to do it. Like she's absolutely spot on. Like you're not going to just do whatever it is you want. Like. It's got to be within the realm of reason. You know, a reasonable person has to, well, yeah, you know, uh, turning into a sofa is definitely not something you should be doing. You know, a reasonable person step in. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The power in the name of Christ, all right, terrifies demons, for example. They tremble at his name. Um... I'm going to give a teaching here on Wednesday about some of those things, about within the warfare, within uh, the realm of deliverance and some of these things, uh, evil spirits, demon spirits, like all these uh, unclean and demonic and uh, dark spirits and demons, they tremble at Christ's name. You have authority in the name of Christ. You know, so through Jesus, you proclaim his name. Like, first of all, you got to be forgiven. You got to be, you can't be a sinner and like mountain be moved. Yeah, you can't, it doesn't work like that. You have to accept salvation before you can start all of these things. All right. And once you're cleansed in the blood of Jesus, like once you've been forgiven, you establish that covenant with Christ, you say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner, I confess that I'm a sinner, and right now I need you to come into my heart, and 
I proclaim you're my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. You're my Lord and Savior. You tell him that, right? You become a Christian. And like, what happens after that? It's kind of like you turning 18. You're like, five, four, three, two, and midnight hits. What happens? You know, on the outside, maybe nothing. Like, maybe you perceptually don't feel or anything happens. But what happens inside, <laughs> all right, what you don't know that's going on behind the scenes, what's going on in heaven, like, the angels, God, everyone is celebrating that you have first made this choice to come to Jesus. I can imagine, and I don't know this, but I can imagine heaven is celebrating that you are now on the good side. <laughs> you're no longer playing for the dark side. Uh, you know, you're no longer in evil. You're, you're on the good side. I can imagine there's a big party in heaven. And next, you've made a statement. You've made a declaration, your own declaration of independence from evil, from sin. You've said, no longer am I going to live and be conformed by this world, but I'm going to be transformed through Christ's blood. You know, God, there's so many things that you have in store for me that I don't even know about. God... When I begin to pay my tithes, for example, if you don't know what that is, it's giving 10% of your income to the church. All right? Uh, God says, you're robbing me if you do not. And God hates, who does he hate? Sinners? <laughs> yes. Does he hate liars? Yes. Does he hate thieves? Absolutely. None of those exist in heaven. You're not going to be, uh, what do they call them? Swiper. <laughs> swiper, don't swipe. <laughs> like, there's no swipers in heaven. But God is calling us thieves if we don't pay our tithes. We don't pay that 10% to the church. Like, you don't do it, you're wrong. Point blank period. What happens when you do start paying your tithes? Let me just tell you. From personal experience, there is a storehouse. It says it in Deuteronomy. It says it all throughout the Bible. There is a storehouse that heaven opens up and releases to you. Malachi 3.10, for example, that I'm thinking about it. Um, oh, I used to have it memorized. But basically, if you're honest and faithful, let me, I'm looking this up. You're honest and faithful to God, and he says he's going to unleash a blessing that you cannot contain. Let me, let me read this to you, because this is really important. All right. Oh, here we go. All right. Breaking a covenant by withholding tithes. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed ever since the time of your ancestors. You have turned away from me in decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, I'll return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Okay. But you ask, how do how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Question mark. Yet you rob me. But you ask. <laughs> I'm saying this in God's voice because uh, I love God. I love Jesus. Like, I love that I think their personalities are in, like, a lot of different people. Like, we're made in the image of Christ. 
I have to think that God has humor and that he's he's got a personality and it's quick and it's like <laughs> spitfire. Like I can only imagine what it's like to have a conversation with God. Like I don't think <laughs> he's going to be like uh very uh He's loving and everything, but I don't think he's going to sugarcoat things from us. And I I don't know if he's going to mock us, but, like, you know, like, I think God has uh, a very just awesome personality. This is what I think. All right. I can't back that up by the Bible. I can't say Jesus had this uh, personality. If you read his words, it's kind of amazing, the things that he said. But this is what I think. Uh, so God says, but you ask, and this is uh, not being mocking, but I, w- I would think he would ask, because this is how I would ask, but you ask, how are we robbing you? And then he says, in tithes and offering, you're under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. He says, test me. How, like, oh, but you're not supposed to test God. Mm, let me see. Malachi 3, verse 10. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room for the store. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and vines in your fields and will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations you will Call will call you blessed for your yours will be a life land says the Lord Almighty. Test me, God says. Okay. So then you have the option. How do you feel led? God loves a cheerful giver. He says that. I love a cheerful giver. How do you pay? Do you pay your gross or your net? I think that's something between you and God. Just to be very honest with you, I don't see where it says. Anything about gross or net pay, and that's kind of the standard that we're paid in, is gross or net. But for me, I feel what I feel. I'm not going to say what I pay. None of your business, respectfully. But for me, I felt God say to me, why are you nickeling and diming me? Why? Like, literally, nickeling and diming God because I was out of money. And I'm like, God, I'm going to pay your tithe, but this is it. Like, I can't go above and beyond. Like, this is what I'm paying. And I think it was short. Honestly, I think it was short. For God to say that, like, I don't think God's going to reject a, a, an offering at all, but it wasn't the tithe. Like, it was not the accurate 10%. You know, and that led me to actually look at my pay stub because I wasn't doing that before. Let me tell you, my net income does not include some of my entitlements. All right, when I say that, there's deductions from entitlements that carry over from the month, and it's all this complicated thing, right? But then you look at my deductions, and some of my deductions are allotments. I'm like, all right, well, I paid, I'm pretty sure I pay my tithe on allotments that go to, like, groceries and, and other things. I'm like, God, did I miss something? Like, what do you mean? 
You know, so it's like, all right, look at your financial statements. Like, look at what you've been paying. Now look at your bank account. Now look at uh, your pay stub. And then tell me if I'm right or you're right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God, this is a waste of time. Because I already know you're right. <laughs> so I'm going to look, you know, and I'm going to uh, have my hat in my hand. And I'm going to pray for forgiveness. But I felt the way I felt and what I pay. And we've been paying tithes for a long time. And let me just tell you, for all the many years that we've been paying tithes, we have not once ever had to beg for anything. Like, never once. Okay, we've had a house. We've had uh, apartments. We've had cars. We've had a lot of things. We've had a lot of money come our way. Have we been good stewards with it? Probably not, but I've turned that around completely. And when you call somebody cheap or thrifty, that's me, 100%. So we're being good stewards with money. We're paying our tithes. God opens up his storehouse and releases... <laughs> that was a two-part word. <laughs> uh, gives you this blessing that... You can't contain. Honestly, I'm sitting on money right now that I'm waiting to pay off some debt, and I'm just scratching my head. That's what I thought SMH used to stand for. Uh, now I know it's shaking my head, but I'm, I'm both shaking and scratching my head, and I'm like, God, where did this extra money come from? My wife got an additional check this past week. No meaning, no background, have no clue where it came from, what it's for. I know where it, uh, where it originated, but we don't know. And it jumped in our account. And I, I was looking at it, I was like, uh, did you know about this? Because I have your pay stub right here, and I'm looking at these things. I'm looking at your hours, and I'm, uh, what's the deal? She was like, I don't know. <laughs> so... I don't know. I can't I can't explain some of the things that happened. I'll tell you there was a time when we were hurting for cash. And like I said, we've never had to beg for anything. We've never had to borrow uh unless we've needed something like and I say borrow like I, I wanted to borrow somebody's um what is it called? For the fence. Uh it's a fence stretcher, but it's got a name. It's got three uh, little hooks on it. But I wanted to borrow their thing because it had a, a winch type thing and chains. And, and I'm like, God, I'm not paying $300 for this cable system to help my fence. I'm like, if there's anybody, and I, I think I posted uh, with this thing on Facebook that I can borrow it from, let me know. But that wasn't to borrow because, like, I didn't have it. You know, that wasn't to borrow because, like, I didn't have the extra money that I could have like gone out and buy it. I could have easily charged it, you know, and put it towards home improvement on our taxes and whatnot, got all that stuff back. Uh, but I'm like, I just need it for maybe a day or two, you know, because I'm done with my fence. I need to stretch out these portions and get it done. So borrow in that sense. But we were hurting for cash one time. And I remember um, 
we didn't budget right or we did something wrong or we helped somebody or did something. I don't remember, but our bank account was at struggle status. Like <laughs> it was uh, orange about to turn red. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> 100% on fumes and we're just like praying and believing like God, whew, here we are. God, we are faithful and we need cash and I don't want to borrow money. We don't want to charge it. Like we need this influx of cash. And that day or the next day, I don't remember, I get this check from USAA and it's a reimbursement on our taxes, not our income tax, on our federal tax, on our state tax. It was a property tax that they had taken out too much. And we got that twice, I believe. And both times, we really needed the money. But we got it. And it was a lot of money. And I was like, wow, God, you are so faithful. Like, I can't even believe this. <clears throat> and uh, I wasn't where I was needed to be with the Lord. You know, like, Mandy was in control of, of the finances back then. And I feel like that's why we received the blessings, because... It was given from a cheerful and grateful heart. Me, like, there's been times where I have questioned the finances. And I'm straight up like, we cannot afford this. And, you know, center heathen me. I'm like, we can't afford to tithe. We cannot. And then she's just looking at me like, what? <laughs> and I heard somebody say, uh, I can't not afford to tithe. And that that really stuck with me. Like, I cannot not, basically, afford to tithe. Like, I have to tithe. Because if I don't, I, I can't afford it. Whatever is coming my way, I need it. Whatever protection, grace, uh, things that are coming my way, I need it. Like, I gotta have it. And if I'm not under that protection, if I'm not under... Like, when I'm really in need, I'm like, God, can you help me out? I can just imagine God saying back, like, well, the church needed your help. Where were you then? Oh, you need my help all of a sudden. I mean, what's up with that? You know, if we're faithful and just to God, I believe he's going to provide all our needs. But he's also going to richly bless us. Um, let's see, Deuteronomy 28 is something that I've been really getting into. It's a good verse, or good chapter, and also a scary chapter. Because <laughs> you get blessings for obedience. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth, and all the blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed in the crops of your land and your livestock and the calves of your herds and lambs of your flocks, the basket and your kneading through will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant you, they'll grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on about the blessings for being faithful and obedient to God. But it also goes on, verse 15, the curse is for disobedience. That's the scary portion. <laughs> if you're disobedient, God, like, there's consequences, uh, but rewards also. 
there's warning, and then there's punishment. There's redemption, and, I mean, really, that's it. Like, you get saved, uh, you're a believer. Uh, I guess redemption or condemnation, maybe? Like, I want to be on the right side. Like, I want to be on the side that is right. So, anyways, I don't want to continue rambling on about, uh, you know, things that maybe you already know about. But if you don't and you're interested on tithing, by all means, please let me know. I would be happy to share stories with you. I'd be happy to share experiences that I've had. I would be happy to share what tithing I have seen done with other people. I won't give specific names. Uh, I'll, I'll give the stories that have been shared that I think are public to you all, that I think that are important, uh, particularly our church. Our church had bought property uh, in this, they call it activity center, and it was a lot of money. And they said that uh, there was times when they didn't pay the rent for up to three months because they, they just were strapped for cash. Like, they had no influx of money coming in. They had no way to pay this thing. One day, somebody dropped, was a 150K check in their box. Send them a letter, send them a, a, a check. It was 150 or 180K. And it paid off the activity center. Just like that. Uh, so I don't know how long ago it was later, but they, and I'm pretty sure it was the same people, they sent another 50K uh, and it was basically the investment for the new building. And I'm like, God, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's incredible. Like this really happened. Like I'm really can tell this story of what things can actually happen. I'm like, this is really amazing. And man, I just, I'd have to gather my thoughts on some of the other stories that I've heard or know about, but just some really fascinating things especially with tithing that I think are so important so anyways uh, I don't think I'm going to go through the rest of this I think it's pretty self-explanatory you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me but on the footnote of that you got to be saved uh, you, you, you can't use the Lord's name you, you can't proclaim Jesus you can't uh, expect to receive anything from God if you're not born again. Like, that's your, your cut line right there. Like, that's your starting point. you got to be born again before any of the endowments of God manifest in your life. you got to be born again. have to be. It's a must. It's not a, uh, I will later on. Like, it is, I must do this right now if I want to achieve or I want to be at this next level. It's a must. Um, so you must be born again to receive all of these things. And once you do, man, let me tell you, this side is awesome. You know, I, you all know me. Uh, you all know where I was. You know all the stuff that I've done. And I'm just, I'm just waiting one day <laughs> for somebody to hop in those comments and be like, do you remember what you did or what you said or uh, <laughs> what we did together, uh, X, Y, and Z? You know, do you remember that? Do you remember uh, 
I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? What am I going to do? I live my life uh, so transparent now that if it happens, I'm like, well, it was an oops. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm not that person anymore. Well, do you remember what you said? Well, sure. Of course I do. I remember a lot of things, but doesn't necessarily mean that I still believe it. Things change. People change. <laughs> Words change. <laughs> so if I said it, it wasn't written in stone. Uh, you know, if I was a non-believer. You know, as a believer, and I say these things, I make these claims, uh, absolutely. God write them in my heart and help me to remember them every single day. But anyways, I'll let y'all go. It's... 11.30 something. And, oh, 24 minutes. Yeah, so this makes up for the last couple of days. Last couple of podcasts. Oh, and by the way, our church started a podcast. Um, <laughs> I love our church, alright? I love our church. And I'm so grateful that they are getting on board with some of these things. And this podcast is, I think so good like the audio is crisp and clear the message is awesome you know I, I sat through the message yesterday and it's it's totally relevant and so needed and so convicting oh man like I felt like I was back at First Assembly of God in Abilene Texas and the power of the Holy Spirit was just coming through and slashing and dashing and anointing and speaking to that service it was so good and i'm like wow this is if i'm in the age of like the golden age you know and this is getting carried on until christ returns let me be in this church you know like <laughs> if it changes if it goes downhill if the golden age ends or something happens god move me on you know or help me to to uplift this church with prayer you know like help me out but I'm telling you, like, yesterday's sermon was on point. So I posted it on my page. If you get a chance, listen to it. I think it's worth your time for sure. And uh, anyways, God bless. Love you all. Take care. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening.